Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I am the very casual Dr. Jay Calvert. Uh, and today I do have the God Save the Queen socks mm. on. Uh, here today with the uh, very fancy <laughs> and quaffed Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. You just finished a day. You, you look very fancy. Well, thank you. It was not intentional. I actually had a different outfit planned, and then I got to the gym this morning and realized I'd left that outfit at home, so I grabbed this one out of the dry cleaning pile in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then, see, that's where you can nickname your car the hamper. I mean, it comes in handy. <laughs> it it's always good. Yep, my buddy Wallig called his his nickname for his uh, Subaru wagon was the Hamp. The Hamp. There you go. So very handy. Well, you look great. Thank you. Regardless that you drew something from the Hamper, and uh, <laughs> here we are. So today we're going to talk a little bit about thigh liposuction. Thigh liposuction, because I feel like this is something that just about everyone wants. Every female at least wants some thigh liposuction, but there are some patients that are good candidates for it. And the ones that usually really want it are not great candidates for it yes. is the problem. Um, so let's go through that. Yeah. You know, it, it's true. Like, it's, a, it's really challenging to get great results with thigh liposuction. Yes. And it's an area of angst and dissatisfaction postoperatively for a lot of patients. And their surgeons. Yeah, and it's true. We're not happy either. Oops. No. Um, I think there's a drag race going on out there. <laughs> Hang on. Are we are done? on Santa Monica Boulevard. I know. Yeah. Every time we got to get... A, it's either a siren or... You a know, some, Yeah. You know, if everybody drove electric cars, that wouldn't happen. That's true. We, you, still, you have the, we are, still have the sirens. That's true. But we're, we, are the, we are the electric car yes. advocates, advocates of, uh, in, in the Beverly Hills area. Anyway, back to thighs. So, yeah, the surgeons are unhappy because we want great results and so i one of the let's start with the medial thighs because they're always a disaster to me i just mm. i think that medial thigh liposuction Ugh. what i always say is it's going to have to be very judicious and do not expect much do, do not, not expect a big win here so okay so let's talk about the different areas of the thigh medial thighs that is that inner thigh area up at the top of the thighs it's that area where everyone wants to have a thigh gap right groin adjacent groin adjacent that's the medial thighs the lateral or the outer thighs um, sometimes referred to as the saddlebags are the little out pouchings on the upper outer aspect of the thighs and those are sort of the two focal areas that we'll discuss first medial thighs on the inside my approach to that some people have very fatty medial thighs compared to the rest of their thighs i think those are the best candidates because it's a very focal area that needs to be addressed with liposuction and there's an actual area of fat that you can take out of there the ones that just have a little bit of extra fullness in there, those are the worst because, like you said, you can't expect a lot of change because the problem is you have to be really, as you said, judicious with the amount of liposuction that you do in this area. That skin is probably some of the thinnest skin in the body. It is not forgiving. And if you do too much liposuction in this area, you're going to get weird contour deformities, you're going to get lumps and bumps, and the skin's going to get droopy and saggy. 
It is. And that's the thing. That medial thigh skin does not retract well it after suction. It does not. It does not snap back, even in young people. Nope. Nope, it does not. And it it can just heal in a really wonky fashion. I've had to go back and do little mini medial thigh lifts after medial thigh liposuction because the skin just redrapes in a really wonky way. And the patients don't understand it. Even though we say that, we say, look, this area is really difficult. It's really hard to get a great result. We have to be careful with it. They want a Hail Mary pass. They want you to make it skinny on there. And skinny. it doesn't work it that way because the skin doesn't snap back. It does not snap back. And that holy grail of the thigh gap really doesn't have anything to do with your actual medial thigh fat. It really has to do with your hips and how your thigh bones connect to your hip joints. Because some people can be really skinny and just have narrow hips and they're never going to have a thigh gap. Whereas someone who may just be average size, but the way that their hip bone to thigh angle is positioned, they'll have a space in between. That's right. And that space is not possible well it's always possible you can always do a medial thigh lift yes you have to talk to somebody else about doing that because <laughs> i am not a fan of me- medial thigh lifts are not on my menu of procedures oh man i'm i'm starting to get on board with you on that i have a patient right now that just has a bad infection after a medial thigh lift because the neighbors of the medial thigh are not savory yeah i think you had when a it special comes to infection <laughs> It's true. She, yeah, she's had some interesting bacteria growing out of her infection. It's like, where are you putting those incisions? Hello, you know, yeah. it is in a very bad neighborhood. Yeah, so you know, one of the neighbors is a total asshole. Yep, that's the term. And uh, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's hard for hygiene purposes, for healing purposes. So a medial thigh lift is not a great option no. for someone that was trying to get just a simple thigh gap. So for this reason, medial thigh liposuction, you have to be very uh, conservative with how much fat you take. And even then you can have some problems. Yeah. And I've been, you know, very careful about how much I laser and Renuvi on there too, because it can cause wrinkling Mm. and skin retractions and abnormalities that just make you go mm. ew it's because it's the skin it's so thin and it doesn't yeah it's not a good area like the rest of the skin and the rest of the body so what i've done recently is i'll do like hand lipo there yes do, i've had good I'll results do, with that me too and yeah. and you know the patients want you to go for it they want you to get in there and laser and suck everything out yeah. and power assist and i'm like no no no. you got to understand i got to be gentle super I gotta gentle be really careful here yeah and and the difference we're talking about here is hand versus power. Power assists liposuction. The handle of the liposuction cannula vibrates. And so it's a more power, and it's attached to a suction machine that's applying external suction. So you get a much more aggressive, fast suction re- or fat removal. Well, there's a mechanical disaggregation of the fat, too, because the, the cannula is it's vibrating. Just like this. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> I was emulating the cannula. But yeah, but it's, yeah. it's more like, you know, yeah. and it really beats up the tissue. So the problem with that is that that area, if you beat it up too much, and I'm going to tell you about a patient that was very close to me, and I'm not going to name names, but somebody I know very well who went for thigh lipo elsewhere, and you know the surgeon was very proud. They got 300 cc's out of (gasps) each medial thigh, right? Exactly. That's what I did. I went. "Uh." It was six years before her medial thighs looked good. 
I am oh. not joking. I am not even close to kidding. Six years Yikes. before it actually started to look, okay, this looks like it's healed. Because it needed to go through all the <clears throat> scarring and all the healing and then the turnover of the tissue and then hormonal changes. And every, you know, like it needed six years to look good. Wow. So you have to be careful. Yeah, you have to be really Most careful. Most people don't have six years. No, to, to, to look good. To wait for the result. Yeah. You say, it's so going to look all, the, they, good in six years. You wouldn't sign that's up. That's not helpful. But the hand lipo that you mentioned, that's non-vibrating. That's instead of using a suction machine, you're just using syringes with uh, basically manual suction applied to it through the power of your hand. And it's, it is gentle. You're not going to get huge suction forces. You have much more control over where you're going. The problem with hand lipo is that you can't do it on someone that has a lot of fat in that area because it's just it's not aggressive enough. No, you'll be there for days. <laughs> so that being said, medial thigh liposuction is tricky and don't expect huge dramatic changes if you want it to still look good. What about lateral thighs? Lateral thighs... I like if someone has a distinct saddlebag, a little outpouching of fat in that area, liposuction is perfect. That's the absolute indication. Sign on up. We can help you with that. Yes. And I think just about everybody I know that's had saddlebag liposuction would do it all over again in a heartbeat because yes. it's so helpful. It's that one area that you will never get rid of, no matter how skinny you get. And it just ruins the shape of your clothes and any outfit you're trying to put on. And so just that little area of liposuction and people are over the moon happy. And you don't have to get aggressive. You don't have to, you're not trying to scoop them out. You're just trying to get that little focal area of fat removed. Yeah, I like doing lateral thighs. Yeah. I, I get good results with it. Yeah. Um, it works. It's forgiving. Um, you just need to be smart about how you blend it to the rest of the thigh. Right. Which then brings you to... <laughs> two really difficult problem areas of liposuction the anterior thigh and the under buttocks thigh that are these areas and knees i mean I, I'm and not knees gonna, oh that's God. the next one oh, so i think we've had i mean i think i read a textbook somewhere that basically said don't ever liposuction the anterior thighs and under the buttocks um although i know that plenty of li- uh, plastic surgeons do right here dude but yeah right here. But, but the, I don't. I don't do the under the buttocks. I'll do. I'll tell you what I do there in a second. But go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, because because those are just really awful. Air. If you do the under the buttocks in the traditional liposuction way, you can get some weird creases and folds under the butts. It's not a cute look. The you get contour a changes. Roll. You get a banana roll. You get this little like extra buttock like banana under the butt. It's <laughs> under the skin, and it's not cute. And it's not cute, and it's not really that fixable. It. If you've got a way to fix it, because I have probably four or five. Uh, female patients in the practice right now that have a banana roll and they're like, oh, but what can you do for this? I'm like, nothing. I can pickle fork it. I can send you for uh, some lymphatic massage. I, pff, you're kind of hosed. Yeah, that's what it is. It's over. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could cut it out, but then you have a scar. Oh, there. no, no, no. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no good option for it. So what, so what is your technique for the under the buttock then? Oh, uh, pickle forking. So oh, what oh, I'll okay. do, so there, for someone that's, that wants liposuction right they want lipo but so here's the reason why just for tracy in wisconsin why this doesn't work is that if you remove the fat from under the gluteal fold where the where the butt cheek meets the thigh it it's gonna fall you're taking away the the support of the buttock (laughs) right like there's something holding your butt cheek up and it's that fat and those ligaments ligamentous you know filamentous 
uh, fascial connection to the skin, that lattice work is what holds it up. And then when you remove it, lo and behold, you get a banana roll. Yeah. Not cute. No. Um, but so what I do for that area is I will, I'll suction the medial thighs, I'll suction the lateral thigh, and then I'll just blend a little bit with that, with that, uh, pickle Mm. fork cannula. Just sort of push the fat around a little bit. Well, more just to release the, what they're really bothered by is the cellulite. Yeah. That's the problem. You know, it's not really the fat that they're, they're just like, they think liposuction is the way to get rid of the cellulite, but I'll. What I'll do instead is just release the the all the septations that make the cellulite, but leave the fat, the structural element that holds up your butt. Yeah, and it and it works well. It, yeah. it does. It's not a hundred percent. Not a hundred percent. It's better. It is definitely better for sure. Yeah. Um. And then the anterior thigh, I agree. Like, stay away from it unless it's just you know a a train wreck and you have to try to do a uh. circumferential reduction of the thigh. You have to be careful because contour irregularities, fat necrosis, problems that can occur there can really there's, look bad. Yeah, there's a reason we say don't do the anterior thigh, um, mainly because the anterior thigh has the the way the skin on the anterior thigh is attached to the underlying muscle is very thick. Like it's attached in a very thick ligamentous way on the top. So when you say anterior thigh, that means the front of the thigh where your quads are in the front. Um, and when you start doing liposuction in that area and you start releasing all of those ligamentous adhesions that attach the skin to the underlying muscle, you get big problems because yep. that skin really needs to be attached in that area. And if you start doing that, now you're going to have problems with fluid collections or seromas, with sagging skin, with loose hanging skin. So that's just an area that historically, you know, we don't really like doing liposuction on which brings us to the problem of the patient that comes in who wants basically circumferential thigh liposuction they come in and they say i hate my thighs they're so big can you do some liposuction to make them smaller and they don't have any focal out pouchings of saddlebags their medial thighs are not hanging out they're basically the same width you know from groin to knee it's a straight line on the inside and the outside of the thighs they just have big legs and they think that they can just can't you just liposuction all the way around this and make them skinny it's like I I can't I really I really can't I can do a little inner thigh liposuction on those patients but doing outer thigh liposuction if they don't have saddlebags doesn't really make sense and certainly you can't do a whole lot on the front of the thigh so kind of limited I kind of just turn those patients down and say lose weight I, I don't think thigh liposuction is I mean, it might work. It might make your thigh smaller, but you could also be left with a lot of other problems. How does that go over when you tell them to lose weight? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I've been think, punched in the face I don't think I'd ever that. actually say those words, <laughs> lose weight. I think what I, I think I like turn it backwards. I'm like, mm, the only, only thing that's really going to help this is weight loss. And that seems to somehow go over better than you need to lose weight. <laughs> Yeah, they don't like that. They yeah. want they want a surgical option because it's you know they've lived with the thighs the way they are for right, as long for, as they for, have. Usually, because that's where their fat collects. Yeah. It's their problem area, and that's and that's really and I get it. That's really hard if that's your problem area and you're, you just don't lose weight from your thighs. It would be great if there was a surgical option that could remove it. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> what do you, what do you tell those patients who want the circumferential lipo? 
Um, a lot of times I will do a little bit of it. So I'll, I'll, I'll fan out from the medial thigh. I'll fan out from the, from the saddlebag and I will kind of do a circumferential thigh lipo. Um, but I'm really careful with it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot that comes out, maybe a hundred over the anterior thigh. You know, the, the, like your saddlebags can have 400 cc's, 500 Easily. cc's in them. Yeah. And the medial thighs, I'll do a hundred. I'll do 125 sometimes if I'm really careful. Right. But you have to be careful. You get a saggy Mm. medial thigh and you're just, you're bumming. It just, it looks terrible. And it's not fixable anytime soon. You got to wait, 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 wait. And, and, you know, that's just not, patients don't like hearing that. They don't like hearing that the answer to their problem is time. Right. Healing. Like your body must heal now. You had surgery. A surgical insult is a trauma to your body. It is a an event where inflammation and swelling occurs and it doesn't go away in six weeks. It takes three months to really heal and maybe four. And so like, I, I try to get people to understand that. Cause I think like, Oh, like we had a girl recently who was like, I have an event on July, you know, whatever. And it was like June 1st, or May 30th <laughs> or something, you know, somewhere in there. And it's like, it's not enough time. Okay, but like the you know, there's the surgical healing that needs to occur to actually get the result for lipo for anything. Yeah, is need, minimum. You need time. Three to four months. Yeah, you can't rush that. You can't. And patients <laughs> want to make their own schedule. They want to say, "Well, I'm going to heal faster." <laughs> you know, you're not. You're not. Oh, are are you from the planet Krypton? Are you Superman? Right. Like, you, no, you're not going to heal faster. You're going to heal like everyone else, and you're gonna heal a little better or a little worse than everybody else because it's on it's on a bell curve of how people heal and some people do terribly and some people do do a little faster but yeah, most you, people you, heal in the in standard a, fashion that kind of way and so if you have an event in july getting liposuction at the beginning of june isn't gonna it's not gonna help so in general with the thighs a lot of education needs to go into the discussions with the patients uh, you have to kind of temper their enthusiasm mm-hmm. for medial thigh results and getting the gap because everybody wants the gap. Um, guys don't ask for the gap. That's, <laughs> no. a, that's, a, that's a female that's thing. That's a chick thing. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, you know, with that said, good patient selection, good technique, I think you can get really nice results in the areas that you can get nice results. Right. And the other area we didn't talk about are the knees. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of like knee liposuction in the right patient. Yes. Because uh, sometimes you just have little fatty knees on the inside, little fatty pockets. And that's great. People love that when you can just you get can in get there and get rid of the fat around the knees. Um, the problem becomes um, usually in older patients who have some thin skin, if you're going to just do liposuction in that area, you get a lot of wrinkling and the skin folds and they start to hang down and they really don't like that. People don't like wrinkly skin around the knees anyway. But that is a good place to add the Renuvion, I think, around the knees. Yeah. put a liposuction and some Renuvion around the knees. Um, So in the right patient, knee liposuction can be pretty, pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, I do have a lot of patients that are always asking for like, can't you just lift the knees and skin? I know. I mean, you like, can't. There's, there's, there's literally. Unless you're going to have a no big way. cut around your knees. 
Yeah. That's no, worse. There's, there's nothing for the, other than uh, skin tightening devices like a Morpheus or an Opus or a Renuvion, there's, there's no hope for those saggy knees, unfortunately. The Morpheus, I think, is making its way to our practice, by the way. Oh, I love to hear that. That's I got fantastic. A, I got a <clears throat> very positive feedback from Orla that she thinks it's time. I'm on board with that. Yeah. For sure. And, and you like the face tight, so. And I love the face tight. That we need to make happen. All right. That sounds good. Maybe we can get a little bit of that going with the with the thigh liposuction then too. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> All right. Anything else on thighs? No, that's it. Say no. Oh, to oh, oh. Thigh I do lifts. have one more. I do have one more thing because this comes up a lot. Okay. Um, patients come in. You know, they talk about thigh liposuction, and maybe they're good candidates. Maybe they're not. But then they always ask or they mention or they reference. So um, all this is going to be smoother, right? And they're rubbing their cellulite. I'm like, Mm. (laughs) no. In fact, it may be worse. So liposuction does not fix cellulite. Cellulite is a very superficial problem. It's a skin adhesion to the superficial parts of of the leg or the subcutaneous tissue. And it's not an area that we even liposuction so liposuction does nothing to address cellulite liposuction can actually make cellulite a little bit worse because it can introduce a few more little divots and lumps and bumps so if you're trying to do liposuction to treat your cellulite i hate to tell you but it's not going to happen no, you have to. If you want to treat that, that's where my pickle fork comes in. You need a good pickle fork. Um, <laughs> there are some other options out there. There's Selfina. There's the new Quo injection. None no of financial these. Interest. None. Yeah, no financial in- interest. Um, and all of these work to some degree. To some degree. But if they worked amazingly well, you'd be hearing about it, and you just don't. So <laughs> that tells you how well they work. It's so true. But the pickle forking, I've had good results with that. I mean, I've had people come to kind of treat their cellulite, and I said, this is what I can do. It's going to be better, but it won't be gone. And they go, I'll take it. Yeah. Pickle forking is when you sort of introduce this sharp instrument right underneath the skin, and you break up those fibrous bands that are tethering the skin and causing the dimple. So it's literally a direct breaking up of those bands. Sometimes you need a couple rounds of it in any one area to, to break it up. And you bruise like heck. Yeah, it looks like somebody ran you over with yeah, a bus. Yeah, for like a couple of weeks. Um, so no swimsuits for that time period. <laughs> but you know what? Or you could just be like, you know what? 98.9% of females have cellulite. So, you know, maybe just deal with it. <laughs> I think it's totally normal. I'm always saying to people, like, that's how yeah. people look. Like, that is how it. women, unfortunately, look. Gosh darn it, the men with their beautiful legs. It's not fair. But women, we all have cellulite. It's true. It's part of the deal. All right. Well, I think we're good on that then. I, I think uh, I think we should probably do a whole pod about cellulite. Yeah, we and should. We just kind of go through that. Sure. Maybe that's a future one for us. Put it on the list. Until then, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. 
And you can reach me on Instagram at Ravello Plastic Surgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. Hey, this is Dr. Jay Calvert, and I just want to give props to T. Lloyd Productions for taking care of all of our video needs for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Uh, Terrell really knows what he's doing. He's just a great guy to work with, easygoing. There's nothing he can't do. He doesn't say no. He just makes it happen. And uh, I'm really pleased with uh, the work he's been doing for us, and I'm sure it's just going to continue to be a better and better experience.